Good. Evening. Well, hello. You all right? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the picnic table and chat. I believe this is episode number seven of season two. How is everybody in the chat? We have lots of people here, so I'm just going to say a quick hello to everybody. We have Katrina, Dino, Ants, Anne. Um, going up the list quickly, we've got David, Crazy Antics, Mark, David, uh, Jazz. I've said David twice then. But hello, everybody. Welcome back to another great night of chatting. Tonight with me, I've got Arthropod Antics. If you want to go ahead and say hello and introduce yourself, buddy. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm Tyler. I run Arthropod Antics, the website, the YouTube channel, that good stuff. Um, excited to be here. Yeah. Brilliant. We're really excited to have you. We've been watching your videos a lot lately. I did a review on them. I don't know if you saw. Um, I did. A couple of weeks back. Yeah, you yeah. did see it. Oh, I noticed that. Yeah. Um, did you like it? it yeah, it's great. Um, it's It's always nice to see just people enjoying not only just the videos that I put out, but just my colonies in general. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I just, I originally started my YouTube channel just to sort of show off my collection. I wasn't trying to do anything special with it. Just upload some videos of, of the ants I have, share them with my, my friends online and stuff. And, uh, so the fact that it's sort of outreaching as much it is, as it is, has been a really sort of a, a treat, honestly. And that's where yeah. it, nowadays I'm starting to put a little more effort into those videos so that, um, you know they're a little more enjoyable to watch for the the people that do yeah well we enjoy them like your colonies are absolutely insane so we're going to ask loads of questions about them as well so yeah um, yeah so as always i've got loads of questions ready for you so we're just going to dive in um so when did you start keeping ants and what got you into it so i got my first colony may of 2018 i think it was may 22nd I very special day. Um, right. yeah. So been about four years, a little under four years. Um, but I did get into ants earlier than that. I discovered Ants Canada, as many yeah. people who got into ant keeping did um, back in September of 2017. And then I basically spent that entire winter just researching how to keep ants. Um, of course, I wasn't perfect when I started, but it was pretty good to where I was able to sort of ease myself into it rather than just... Um, finding a queen and being like, Oh, how do I keep this? Or, you know? Yeah. 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 So that was a, a good start for me. Um, and then, yeah, so I caught a Campanotus Pennsylvanicus colony in, uh, um, May of that year, I was looking for Queens and I didn't realize that they hadn't actually flown yet there. Right. Um, so I was trying to look for like founding chambers. I was peeling back like bark on some fallen logs, like hoping I'd find like a you know, a yeah. new queen that had flown and I actually found a small colony from the previous year. So she had, it was just a queen and her nanotics under this, this piece oh, of bark. Cool. So I'm like, okay, well I collected them and, and I actually still have that colony today. Although I must admit they're not doing super awesome. Just, I've kind of had them on the back burner, but yeah. they're there. They're hibernating right now. So I'm not going to pull them out for you, but they're there. <laughs> yeah. They're there. Um, so what species of ants do you currently own? Ooh, a lot. Um, I'll start off my notable ones. Of course, my Ada Mexicana. Those are a fan favorite. Um, I've actually got them uh, ch -ch 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 right there next Ooh. to me. So we've got the Ada Mexicana, of course. And then my current favorite is my Fidoli Rea. They're um, just a, you know, just an average species of Fidoli. Um, 
they are, as far as I can tell, the largest fatally in the world, and they have super majors. So they have a, a third right, yeah. uh, worker cast. Um, been looking out for those for like years. So the fact that I was able to get a queen this last summer was awesome. Then I also have um, fatally obtusospinosa, which is another trimorphic species, right. um, but they're much yeah. smaller. So I have those. Um, Polyurgus topafi, which is uh, one of our um, slave raiders. I'm, you know, I, um, Polyurgus, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Um, I have Novomesser, both Coccarelli and Albicitosis. Those are our two Novomesser species. Myrmicocystis mexicanus, um, a bunch of Camponotus colonies, Lyomatopum apiculatum. So those are pretty much the important ones. Um, oh, Dory Myrmex bicolor. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Some really yeah. interesting, <laughs> amazing colonies, really. Yeah. I mean, I, I work hard on my, my collection and, um, I mean, I even moved halfway across the country a couple, well, year and a half ago to, uh, get new ants pretty much. Um, yeah. So, you know, when I started keeping, I lived in a, a colder part of the country, um, yeah. near like Chicago in Illinois. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it wasn't all that for, for ants. Yeah, for uh, ants you don't get yeah, too yeah. much. Not only was it sort of an urban area, you know, you don't really get a whole lot in cities, but then also it was cold. So yeah. not the best. But then pretty much as soon as I turned 18, I moved to Phoenix, Arizona. And right. yeah. so we've got all sorts of diversity here. And it's just, yeah. I mean, my collection has never been the same since then. So, Brilliant. so what yeah. sort of ants can you find in your local area? My local area isn't amazing just because, again, I live in a city. Um, I do plan on eventually moving somewhere a little bit more like rural so I can have access to better ants just in my backyard. But even then, we do have here um, like the big one is uh, Veromesser pergandi. This is one of the, the spots in Arizona that has them. They're mostly like a West Coast um, genus, but pergandi is the one that sort of comes out and and gets into the more inland deserts. And so we've yeah. got those here. I have found Myrmicocystis, some honeypot ants, nothing like not a, you know, I, I'm going to sound very privileged saying this, but not a particularly interesting species, you know, none of the, the really big ones or anything, but yeah. they're still honeypot ants. I haven't yeah. caught any of them, but I, I have found them. Um, and then we just have some other, like some small fatally species. Um, we have Solenopsis xyloni, which are our native fire ants. Um, yeah. I've kept those before. Yeah, so, I have seen your videos on them, actually. Yeah, I don't have a colony currently, but I have kept a, a two-queen colony in the past. Um, so, yeah, we've got those, and then just some other, like, Forelius. Um, not not too much uh, in the word of, of interesting species, but I travel a lot around the state. Right. So I, I get most of my ants from other places around the, the state. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Do you enjoy making your content? Like, do you actually enjoy it? Yeah, I do. Um, of course, the and as I sort of mentioned, the the YouTube channel was never meant to be like a, you know, something I was really like a passion project or anything. It, it sort of started just as something to to share my my colonies. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, the the views were going up and the subscriber count was going up and I'm like, okay, maybe this could actually, you know, be a platform that I can use to get, have a wider outreach than I originally yeah. thought. And so then I started putting more effort into the, the videos and, and really my favorite part is the feedback, you know, getting comments, getting, you know, the, you know, tons of likes and stuff is, okay. 
my favorite part because it, it shows that the effort that I put into, you know, keeping my ants or, or going out and stuff, when I share that and it, you know, has a good reception, then that's it's just the best yeah. part of it all. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. Like the best part for me is the community that's been built around it. Like, as you can see, they're all there in the chat and we're all just like such a family, if you know what I mean. It's amazing. Like, that's probably the best thing for me that's come out of my YouTube channel. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is the most painful sting that you've ever received? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, so I have been fairly lucky to have not been stung by too many species. Um, right. I, I, I'll get stung by like our, our like I said, Solenopsis xyloni, our native fire ants. Yeah. But those guys are, their sting isn't that bad, especially like you think of fire ants as being, you know, really terrible. Yeah, yeah. But the main thing is Solenopsis invicta have a much worse sting and they're the most notorious right. Solenopsis yes. species and the swarming so if you know a lot of times if you're going to get stung by fire ants you're going to get stung a bunch of times yeah um but I, I i usually am careful and smart enough to to stay away from getting swarmed so it's usually just a few stings um and other than that the worst sting that i felt has been pseudomyrmex pallidus they're the okay. little twig ants um yeah and that is actually one species that i failed to mention is in my area um they're not common. I know of like one colony, um, but I, I was just observing them and I was actually trying to like catch the colony because they've got tons of queens too, which is the cool yeah. thing. So I was able to get like a two queen group of them and the colony nice. was still fighting yeah. in the wild. Yeah. Um, and I did end up actually re-releasing those um, back to the colony and they just got re-accepted right away, um, cool. which was cool because I yeah. actually didn't enjoy keeping them all that much. But while I was trying to catch them, I took about three stings, and those are bad. Like, um, <laughs> it was probably about an hour of, of sensation, and it was pretty bad. It, um, <laughs> I There was one guy who who um, was doing, like, a thing where he was getting stung by a bunch of ants just to see, like, the, the pain. Yeah. Uh, and he said that it was equivalent to being stapled. And right. I'd say it's probably fairly accurate um maybe not quite that bad but it it wasn't fun i'll tell you that much <laughs> so uh learn to to leave those guys alone i'll tell you that much yeah. i have yeah, also sure. gotten stung by one Pogonomermex. it was a Pogonomermex occidentalis nanotic um right. and their nanotics are tiny it's actually yeah. kind of crazy they get like three millimeter nanotics but their wild workers are larger than the queens they get like eight millimeters in the wild so like wow. you catch a queen and you raise them up and you're like is this even the same species but yeah, yeah yeah they do get the larger workers later down the line so the larger workers are really notorious stingers the whole genus of pogo pogo to mermax yeah. is yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. um i got stung by just a little nanotic and it didn't hurt at all it was like <laughs> probably just about as bad as a a normal fire ant sting and i'm like oh okay yeah. okay <laughs> you can brush that off can't you yeah so yeah i was a little bit lucky that that um when i did get stung by these notoriously bad stingers it was just a little tiny worker and it just, didn't hurt that didn't hurt that much um, what's your favorite species of ant that's a that's a hard question um always is. i think i i yeah there's just so many i mean there's what like fourteen thousand species of ants out there um for a while I would have told you Polyrachis ypsilon. It's a like Indonesian, like Borneo species. Yeah. They're 
absolutely gorgeous. I still love them. They're like they've got all these golden hairs and big like their propodial spine is like a fish hook. It's yeah. really cool. But uh, maybe I've fallen out of love with them. Maybe I need to actually just go see them in person. I'm not sure what it is, but especially after not only seeing them in the wild so much but keeping a colony i love fidoli rea so much yeah. they're they're just the perfect ant like um out of everything i've kept they've been my favorite ant to keep they're they're pretty painless you know they're not annoying yeah. to to keep they're not you know trying to escape all the time but they're very interesting they make these awesome trails they've got you know the big majors they get big colonies just everything that you would love yeah. in in an ant so I think that'll be my answer right now is Fidoli Rea. But that may it's subject to change, I'll tell you that one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it for me it changes regularly. Like there's several that I absolutely love, but it's basically whatever's taken my interest at that time. Yeah, that's very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there any species that you really don't like? So this one isn't probably gonna be that controversial, but Struby Genus is a genus okay. that i just can't do um it's they're just little tiny yellow cryptic ants and they're like t one or two millimeters and they get like 20 yeah. workers in a colony it's, it's, i like seeing them in the wild i'll tell you that much and especially here in the western united states we don't have that many species i think we've got like maybe six here in arizona so okay. when you do see them it's it's a treat you right you yeah. know you don't see them very often, but I wouldn't keep them. I tried a colony once and I, no, not, never again. <laughs> On top of that, maybe a more controversial opinion is Ponerinae, the subfamily, is generally not my favorite. I've kept quite a few of them. I just never like them. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them per se, but my they're just not my type of ant where they're sort of like, they're more individualistic. You know, each yeah. of the workers is sort of their own, you know, thing. Those where I like ants. Yeah really work as a team and like get the big yeah. colonies and stuff um so just keeping wise i've never been a huge fan of of ponerines or the other ants that are sort of in that sort that of category kind of, yeah. like the large yeah. workers solo foragers that kind of stuff yeah yeah that's fair that's a really good answer actually so you've already said you prefer the ones with the larger colonies do you prefer bigger ants medium-sized ants or small ants Generally, I would say sort of medium-sized ants yeah. are a, a good middle ground because while I do really love keeping large ants, I mean, like Nova Messer is one of my favorite genera. I keep both of our native species, um, so that's gonna tell you that that yeah. they're they're a big fan of mine. But they take so much resources and space to keep. When you've got yeah. a colony of like five thousand centimeter long ants, you gotta have a big nest and you gotta feed them a lot of food um and so that's just a big commitment to have yeah on the other hand small ants are escape artists that's the big thing with them i like small ants but keeping them contained is a whole different story yeah. and so i usually end up just getting frustrated with them after they escape too many times um but generally medium-sized ants are are my go-to yeah. yeah like i i quite like camp notice because like they're not massive they're still like a fair decent size but yeah um mesa mesa barbarous and sort of campanota species are like perfect size for me. yeah yeah i i think it depends too on the campanota species um here we have some smaller ones to where like okay. um i have a colony of campanotus mina right now and their largest workers are like a centimeter 
and their queens oh, wow. are like around a centimeter. Um, wow. So those are, are actually a fairly, you know, fun yeah. Campanotis. You know, they're not a pain. Like I said, they don't take a lot of space. They're not too yeah. big. But other than that, they're everything you like about Campanotis. They're just like most of the other species when it comes to actually keeping them. So those are those are a lot of fun. Yeah. And yeah, I'd have to agree. I actually just caught um, some Veromaster queens. They're the species that fly first here. So they're right, the yeah. only ones that fly in the springtime. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just caught four queens. So I'm excited to keep them. I've never kept them before. They, they're in my area and I've, I've lived here for like a year yeah. and a half or two years now and I've just never caught them. So I'm going to be excited to keep those. Um, you know, I, I hear lots of good things about Messer and those are kind of our equivalent. Yeah. So yeah, excited about those. Did you go out to specifically catch them or did you just like stumble across them whilst you were out? <laughs> I, I did. So um, I knew that they were sort of, I knew that they were flying or had flown. Yeah. Um, there was, I use iNaturalist a lot for ants. It's a great website. If you get any of you in chat, haven't heard of it. It's, it's amazing. Um, and someone had observed a queen near my area. Um, and so I was like, Oh, they're, you know, probably have flown. And then it rained, which is a good trigger for them. Yeah. A warm day yeah. after rain is of course, that's all ants. But um, so I decided to go out and see if they had flown and they had, I was just, I found two founding chambers only. So it either wasn't a large flight or they had flown earlier than I thought, but I found two founding chambers. One had one queen and one had three queens in it. So I got four queens. Um, not too bad for going out to, you know, just yeah. drove over to a local park that I knew had them and just decided to see if they had actually flown in my area and they did. Yeah. So that was yeah. good. I was very lucky then. Yeah. Fair, yeah. It definitely was yeah. fairly lucky. <laughs> Have you got any really interesting stories, like either good or bad, that you want to share with us? Uh, I have some fairly lucky stories. I've gotten pretty <laughs> darn lucky one. out in the field before. Um, and I think two of my favorite colonies have also some of my favorite stories of how I, I came across them. And that's my Polyurgus Tapafi and my Fidoli Rea. Um, I'll start with the Polyurgus since I got those first. Um, okay. I was checking out, there's a mountain that's not too far away from me, about an hour and a half drive. And I just decided to check it out, um, with a friend. We were like, Hey, this area looks cool. The, you know, environment is, is interesting and, and we've never been there before. So let's go see what answer there. Um, and so we went and I was like, wow, there's a ton of formica here because up in our mountains, it's cooler. And so we get a lot of the more temperate species like that. And I'm like, wow, there's a ton of formica here. Like our, your Fusca group formica and i was saying that i was surprised that there was not a lot of like formica parasites you know there was none of like the the formica slave makers or like rufa group or anything like that and i was surprised there's formica everywhere so you'd expect there to be some parasites um but I, we weren't finding any and then as like we were sort of leaving we stopped at one last sort of spot and i flipped a rock and there was this big formica colony and right in the center there was a polyurgus queen and I was like, well, there's your formica parasites or, well, parasites of formica, I should say. I think we've lost him. Let's see. Well, we're still live. So, um, hey, everyone. Not sure what happened to our host. <laughs> Guess I'll wait for him. So, but yeah, uh, <laughs> The polyurgus was a, a 
really interesting find and uh very nice to to find her and and it was a an extra benefit too because she didn't have any host workers at the time it was just one polyurius queen in a huge formica colony so she already had all of her host workers i didn't have to do the introduction and i got the bonus of getting to raise their first biological workers so that was a fun a fun one and i love that colony i still still have them um so i'll be right back the stinking english weather is causing technical issues i kind of had a feeling it's actually um it's we're sort of getting the same here it is raining right now which is it's uncommon i live in a desert but it is raining um so i think that like i said those veromesser will probably end up flying again in these coming days so that'll be fun um doesn't rain here often but when it does it's usually a good thing except that it makes it cold it's uh let's see it's 47 degrees fahrenheit right now which is not warm i think that's that's probably single digits in celsius isn't it there we go i apologize wow, back. <laughs> sorry i just had a complete like internet shutdown i don't even know what happened like, it just kicked me off yeah I'm, I'm looking at the chat here and it's saying that apparently you had some some crazy weather over there in the uk oh so. yes oh yeah and i'm on a tiny little island as well which like we literally had it shut off like there was no way to leave the island during the storm wow that's a yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sure that that was a situation so yeah it, it wasn't great so the internet's been a little bit funky around it we had power cuts and everything um so you were telling a cool story did you finish your story i did finish it but if you wanted to hear i'll i'll go over sort of what happened yeah um, yeah that whole i was like where are the formica parasites where are the formica parasites we get to the last stop that we were going to stop at i flip this big flat rock and a there's just the whole underside of the rock is just formica and then right in the middle is this bright orange queen and i knew immediately right. i'm like there's a freaking polyurgus queen <laughs> and so i grabbed the queen nice. out scooped up as many of the workers as i could and it was a really uh awesome sort of experience because um that was not only the first time that i had ever kept polyurius but i didn't have to do the introduction she was already in a colony yeah and yeah. she didn't have any biological workers yet she must have flown the previous fall because this was in the spring so she must have right. flown the previous fall and then hibernated with that colony and so i got to raise her to her host work or to her biological workers and i yeah. didn't have to do the introduction it was so lucky wow um and then my other lucky story was yeah. um with my fatal Rea. I went to Tucson, Arizona, which is our other like main city. Uh, it's about two hours away from Phoenix and they've got another like mountain that's there. And on like the lower, like the foothills of that mountain pretty much is where the fatal Rea are. It's a big hotspot for them. Right. But I was in the city because I wanted to catch Acromermex Versicolor, which are our smaller leafcutter ants that we've got here. Um, Cause it had rained there and I'm like, okay, well they'll probably fly in the morning. And so I drove there like sort of late at night and I, I was in this area um looking and there were some things that were starting to fly but they ended up getting rained out it rained again which was unexpected and then in the morning the acromermex for whatever reason just didn't fly and so i was like dang i'm not gonna leave here empty-handed am i like I, you know i drove two hours all the way here and so i decided just on a whim to go to the mountain to mount lemon is the mountain and i'm like yeah. i'm just gonna check to see if anything flew up there and i pull into this parking lot that i know has 
the species that I'm looking for, the fiddly around it. And I pull into a parking spot and I open my door and two parking spots away, I see a fiddly Rhea queen walking around. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I spent the next hour and a half looking there and at another spot on the mountain that had them. And I didn't find any more. It was just the one. Wow. And she was oh, right yeah, there yeah. as soon as I pulled up. I'm like, that, what are yeah. the chances that I park right next to the one queen that's out? <laughs> that's pure like that's fate you had to have that colony it was something you know, it was it was fate so and they're doing power, great yeah. too i think i got lucky and she didn't like die on me for no reason so because of course that that happens with ants but yeah yeah well we all know that as ant keepers you know <laughs> yeah um yeah <laughs> we've all lost a queen or two in our time um so let's talk a little bit about your shop do yeah, you make love your, yeah do you make your own products I do. Um, so the only, so I guess I should say I assemble them, you could say. So let me get, actually grab, I've got a few of them sitting here. So here's one of my, or, there we go. This is like my flagship nest. It doesn't look yeah. anything too special. Um, it's just essentially, it doesn't have a lid on it right now. Um, but it's sort of inspired by like a Petri dish uh, yeah. nest. And so of course I don't make these containers. I buy the containers and then yeah. I basically just, make the inner fillings here i drill the holes i i do all that sort of stuff and then of course i ship them out with a little piece of vinyl tubing as well yeah. to fit there um and then with some of the more complex ones i do a little bit more like i said this is just our flagship so i have for example this is a vertical where it uses the same container yeah. but it's got some vertical space going on i actually need to clean this one up a little bit it's got some some beauty marks going on um <laughs> But so this one is like designed for honeypot ants. So you got nice. the yeah. space for the repletes to hang and the nice little like oh, I'm reflecting, but nice little overhang at the top there. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just our whole line of products I make by hand, um, pouring the plaster in and sand coating it and everything. Um, so I would say, yes, I do make them. Um, yeah. Like I said, of course, there is something that I do buy. I don't have the capabilities to make my own containers, but maybe yeah. one day. It's possible, yeah. yeah. You never know where it's going to take you. Um, which is your favorite product? Honestly, the one that I use the most myself is the flagship, of course, just our regular. Yeah. And they're called Formisquariums because get it? Yes. it's a square formicarium. I, I love that. I wish I could say yeah. that I came up with that name. <laughs> but um, Did you not? Did you not? No, I, I, I was like <sighs> showing them off because I was – sort of developing them uh back yeah. in may of last year and i was like I, I don't know what to call it i'm like you know it's a square nest i don't know i can't come up with anything creative and then a guy from my discord server was like form a square and i'm like that's perfect yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so i was like do you mind if i use that and he was like no nah, go ahead um awesome i need to i need to send it i'm gonna probably end up sending him some free stuff i don't know if he's in here probably not but i'm gonna probably end up sending him some some stuff just like thanks for the name you know it's yeah, it's gone yeah. far um but this is always my recommendation. It's the one that I use the most. It's the most versatile. Um, but honestly, I think that my favorite is probably the vertical, just because I love I love this design a lot. Um, it's not as versatile. Like I said, it was mostly designed with honeypots in mind. Yeah. Um, I do think it's suitable for other large ants. I have a Nova Messer colony in one right now. Um, so I think that those are probably my favorite just to – I think they look the nicest. Yeah. I think that they're just, um, just cool. Um, <laughs> but you know, 
generally speaking, this is the best. And we do have the XL version of this one too. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I put it. Oh, it's up here. So it's essentially the same thing, just a lot, oh, well, a lot bigger. Yeah, a lot bigger. XL is not a joke. It's a big nest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so, of course, you know, that one is, it's the same formula, just bigger. But yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Have you got any new ones coming out? Yeah. So I'm not working on any new nests at the moment, but I do have new products. So yeah. I have uh, here, I'm working on releasing one soon. Sorry, I've got all of them just like over there. <laughs> um, That's so good. So this one just released recently, and this is our new XL Outworld. Sorry, nice. Mike is not being awesome there. But yeah, um, right, yeah. so this is our new XL Outworld. It is, again, pretty extra large. Yeah. Um, and that one is replacing an old XL Outworld. Um, the design is it's a little different. So let me actually grab it again. So this one actually has the beveled edges here in the corners. Yeah. Oh, I see my reflection. <laughs> so this one has the beveled edges, which makes barriers a lot better to, yeah. you know, it just makes them last longer, easier to apply. Corners in general are not good with uh, barriers. And our yeah. previous XL Outworld had just harsh, like 90 degree corners. Yeah. And that was the main flaw with it. But this one as an added benefit is about one and a half times the size. So it's cool. it's pretty substantially larger. Um, so that's a good one. And then I have another one where I'm just, just waiting for my, my materials to come in. Um, but it's sort of a mid ground because I have like, so this is our regular sized outworld. It's just a yeah. little small for small colonies and then the big one. And so I'm like, well, I kind of want a mid ground. And so I have these, which are sort of longer yeah, and skinnier. Um, of course, this one is one that I was going to use myself. That's why it has a barrier on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of this design. And these ones are going to be launching before the end of the month, as long as my shipment comes in when I expect it to. I wanted to release them both at the same time, but I, it would have been like a week of having the XL ones ready and not up. And so I'm, like, yeah. I'm just going to release them separately. So I've got that new one that is up and then the medium-sized Outworld coming in a couple days. Brilliant. That's really cool. Um, what's your shipping like? Do you ship like USA wide, statewide, worldwide? Yeah. So purchasing through the website is nationwide. So anywhere in the United States, I'll ship to. Um, and that's mostly just because not only cost, international shipping is very expensive. Yes. Um, but also, and well, not only is it hard, expensive, but it's hard to calculate. And so when I'm trying to give people an exact quote on shipping when they're ordering it's going to be difficult with international because i'm not sure if i'm giving them the right quote and i don't i've i've messed around with like a shipping calculator but it's not perfect and i i yeah. you know i need to do a little bit more work with that um so we ship flat rate across the whole country so depending on the size of product that you're getting it's going to be a flat yeah. rate to get it sent to you um and it's two to three day shipping so it's it's pretty quick so, um yeah and then for international, I will sell internationally is the thing. I would love to sell to you know more people, but you yeah. just have to contact me directly so that I can get you an accurate quote on how much shipping is going to be. And we can talk about, you know, what's going to be the out, most, yeah. most worthwhile for you. Cause you don't want to buy one, you know, $14 <laughs> nest yeah. and pay, pay 50 bucks in shipping. Yeah. So, you know, uh, 
I have, uh, you know, had a few international customers and, and we've got on our website, if you scroll to the bottom, there's a big contact bar and, and you know, shoot yeah, us a yeah. message if you're interested in buying internationally, that kind of stuff. Um, I saw that you've changed the size of the, what's the word, the syringe as such? Yeah, so I don't know necessarily that I have changed it because I formerly have just been using like ones myself um yeah just had some like five milliliter little ones with like a little skinny tip um but i decided not only I, the nests are designed to be hydrated with a syringe right yeah and so yeah if all of my customers don't have one i'm not gonna i don't want to make them like have to go out and buy one separately yeah. and then have to pay more shipping from wherever they're getting it from and so I decided to just buy a bunch and stock them for, you know, I only upcharge them slightly. Um, yeah. And I decided to get really nice ones too is the main thing. So they're large capacity and they've got a nice large tip too. So yeah. um, because of the way that my nests are is that our hydration chamber is sand and it's used to sort of yeah. form the chamber and then distribute the water evenly. And if you've got a very skinny syringe tip, that, that sand can clog the syringe tip. Right, and so... Yeah. What I did is that I ordered a larger gauge syringe and then I realized that it was actually a little bit too large for my, <laughs> for the nests. And I'm like, it worked. Like you could stick it in there, but it was a very snug fit. And so I'm like, I'm just going to, from now on, just use a slightly larger, you know, hole for the yeah. hydration. Doesn't really change anything, but I made sure to notify my customers of the change just so that they know um yeah, yeah if they're buying a syringe and they have older nests it might not work as well um but so far i haven't had any issues with it so that's the main thing yeah so what is your main goal with your website honestly i just want to get ant keeping to be more affordable is is my whole thing yeah. and here in the i'm not sure what the international you know formicarium markets are like but here mm. in the us at least until very recently um there have been a couple other companies besides myself that have popped up um but recently we like we had sort of three options and that was either diy which can be difficult if you don't know yes. what you're doing or you need a lot of experience like it's easy to say that making your own nest is cheap but you're going to have a lot of failed runs too, and a lot of experimenting. So you're going to waste materials. And if you've got, you know, just a couple colonies, if you're just a casual ant keeper, that's yeah. a big time and, and money commitment. So buying nests is a, a lot more, you know, favorable for a lot of ant keepers. It was for me for a long time. You know, I know how it is. And yeah. so then our only other two options were like Etsy and like AliExpress. And those are, I've used them. They're just not that, good i mean they're cheap you're you know you're spending five or ten dollars on a nest and you're getting a five or ten dollar nest pretty much like they're for especially how big they are they're just not good yeah. and yeah and like to me the main important things of the nest are visibility and hydration and mm -hmm. the hydration on those nests is always terrible it's just it, it, yeah. you'll kill your ants in them is pretty much what i'm getting at and then our other option was tar heel ants which is up yeah you know, I have nothing against Tarhi Lance. I have purchased dozens of his products, but yeah. they're expensive. Like his yeah. flagship, like cheap nest is $37 or something. And okay, so if you're yeah. like a teenager, you know, a younger kid that's, that's getting into keeping ants, yeah, like that's yeah. kind of a lot of money to spend. Um, 
And so I was like, it's it's not fair for U.S. ant keepers to have the option of either spending money on garbage and getting garbage and your ant keeping experience is going to be poor or getting a very high quality nest, but breaking the bank for it. Yeah. It's just, it it didn't make any sense to me that there wasn't a middle ground option. And so with me, like they're not designed to be pretty, right? This isn't like an attractive nest, but it's functional and it's not that expensive. And that is my whole goal is to just get nests where people are going to have a good ant ant keeping experience without breaking the bank. That's and great. so I think that I've been doing that fairly well. And of course, as I said, the most two most important things are hydration and visibility. And I have the advantage of pretty good visibility because there's no changes yeah. to obstruct your view. It's just a nice, pure, open thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. And so overall, I mean, I've personally used my nests for months now. I, I'm, I love using them myself, and and I've had great feedback from my customers. And so. I'm just happy with that sort of my goal of, of being a viable, you know, inexpensive option is, is working. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think you've done really well with that. Everything I've seen on your website seems sort of, like you say, middle ground is, is perfect really. I like that yeah. side of the market. Cause that's, to be honest, that's where I started out was the cheaper stuff. I couldn't go out and get the big expensive stuff. So like that, yeah, that really calls out to me as some amazing products. Yeah, well, thank you. I, and I've seen quite a few people in the chat saying that they've actually got a few of your products already and they use them and they work really well. Ant, Ant says, absolutely love those nests. And, uh, Roger uh, got this one, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. So um, let's move on from your website and talk a little bit more about your ants. Absolutely. Have you got many species still in diapause? Are they still hibernating? I've taken most out at this point. Yes. I already mentioned that my original Campanotus pensylvanicus, they're still in diapause. I think they come out in a month or so. Um, but then most of my my colonies that did diapause, which isn't a lot because I do live in a warm climate. So most of the species yes. I keep don't need it at all. But as I've said, I do go up into the mountains and I do catch some of the more temperate species. Um, so I do have some that diapause, um, but I've taken most of those out at this point. The most recent and the last, besides my my Campo Pennsylvanicus, was another Campanotus semitestaceus. Um, they're a yes. nice, large, like orangish Campanotus that we have. Yeah. Um, and actually, my most recent video is is about just those guys coming out of hibernation and doing their doing their thing. Yeah, so. I did watch that one actually. <laughs> so yeah, that was almost my last colony that I needed to take out of hibernation. Just got one more one more okay we I, well most of my colonies are just about coming out now so it's starting to liven up which is actually quite early for around here but they've decided to wake up so i'm not going to stop them yeah um, the ants do what the ants want to do <laughs> that's that's exactly it so your colonies are absolutely massive and really impressive have you got any advice on how to grow colonies to that size Food and heat. <laughs> That's for the vast majority of ants. Keeping them warm and just making sure that they have as much food as they can intake will result in them growing it faster. Yeah. That's yeah. just the fact of it. Um, when they're heated, they metabolize faster. The brood will develop quicker. And when they have food, you know, especially with some of my species, um, Nova Messer is a big example. Whenever people are like, how did you grow those so fast? Because they're big ants like those workers are probably at least a centimeter 
and I've got I got my albicitosis colony to five thousand workers in like seven months or something. Wow. Um, wow. And I've told people, especially with that species, if those larvae are not always chewing on something, they need to be. If those yeah, okay. larvae are not eating, you need to feed your colony if you want them to grow light, you know, light speed like that. Now, of course, I'm satisfied with that size. I think that they can get a little bigger. But as I said before, large ants take just too much food in space. Yeah. So I'm happy with keeping them at just a couple thousand workers. So I'm sort of breaking my own advice now with the, the <laughs> eating thing. But yeah, and of course, yeah. not all of them are not all species, I should say, are going to be like that, where they like the larvae actually eat. Like that's one of my favorite yeah, things about yeah. Novomesser is that the larvae like move around and eat. Them. Yeah, food. yeah. Um, but of course, it, it just generally that advice applies to almost anything is is yeah. heat and food. Yeah, brilliant. Do you like to do your own naturalistic and bioactive builds? Not too much. I've dabbled into vivariums yeah. before, yeah. you know, a dirt setup that's planted and everything. Um, to me, though, and, and I, I know I said this, I like to see my ants. I yes. love the visibility. And so if I am putting my ants in a dirt setup, you know, whether yeah. it's a naturalistic one or not, I'm not able to see in the nest. And, yeah. you know, while I might be able to enjoy their foraging and stuff, a lot of times I can just go outside if I want to see ants, yeah. you know, foraging in, in nature or naturalistic, yeah. you know, environments. Now, the one way that I've sort of gotten around that, and that's sort of because, um, especially like I live in a desert, it's it's dry outside. Um, right. And so I'm able to create naturalistic environments without the ants needing to nest there. Yeah. And so with my Fidelirea colony, those, I mean, they get like six digits of workers, like huge colonies. Now mine is only at like 5,000 ish right now, but I knew that I was going to need a ton of space for them. And so I picked up a very large aquarium. Um, it's 55 gallons. I'm not sure what that is in liters. Um, but it's over a meter big. long. It's like yeah, 1.2 meters long. So it's a huge tank. Um, and I essentially did like an artificial landscape inside of it yeah. to where I made like a, like it looks like a cliff because the species nests on cliffs. But okay. so I can see them foraging in a naturalistic environment, but yeah. then I just have a hole drilled into an artificial nest on the side. Right. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's, it looks fine when it's dry. I don't need to worry about hydrating it. And then because yeah. of that, they're not going to nest there. And then yeah. I can just keep them in a normal nest and, yeah. and I get the best of both worlds. And so I think I'm probably going to end up doing that more with some of my other colonies. Um, I doubt that that's going to be the last colony that I have in sort of a, a naturalistic outworld, but a yeah. normal nest. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. That, that's actually one thing I'm trying is uh, I've got a colony of acorn ants currently living in a bioactive outworld, but I've made sure it's like really super shallow substrate and whatnot, done the best I can. <laughs> and I'm go going to attach the artificial nest full of Campanutus to it and let them live together. But they, they should be okay. I've taken a lot of advice and they should basically ignore each other because of the size difference. Yeah, I no, I absolutely agree. Um, I, I, because I did have, especially wet back when I lived in um, Illinois in a more temperate and wet environment, I did have a like standard quote unquote vivarium where I had yeah. you know moist soil and plants and all that stuff. 
Um, and I had Temnothorax and Campanotus, and they didn't fight. Um, there you go. The size difference is the main thing. Like they yeah. barely even notice each other. So I think that'll work. I do. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, it's nice to know that you think it's going to work, and you basically <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, what YouTubers do you watch? That's a good question. Um, I actually don't watch too many ant videos on YouTube. Um, I'm not sure why it is, um, honestly, but I do get around, like, I don't follow too many individual people, but I will look for videos of yeah. like cool colonies, especially cause like I said, that's sort of what I made my YouTube for. Yeah. is if people are like wanting to see videos of like unique or interesting ants i want them to be out there i keep them yeah, why not yeah. just you know upload footage of them sure, yeah yeah and so of course i've gotten around and found a ton of like just cool videos you know of people keeping just interesting species and um like i used to follow ants australia but then he kind of yeah. you know stopped uploading i think that's a pretty common story yeah in yeah. ant keeping um and then I watched like some of my friends, like Armin just commented in the chat, me. And yes, I do watch his videos. That's true. <laughs> I watch Ants Ants. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I do get around, but I, I'd i struggle to tell you like a favorite ant keeping YouTuber. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair. Do you have any other pets? Any other inverts? I do. And I am excited to talk about this. I was sort of hoping that you would ask. Um, I'm recently getting into centipedes, like the right. big freaking centipedes. Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, and so I might actually be able to show you because she's out right now. Um, ooh, but I picked ooh. up just at like totally on a whim at an expo a Scalopendra dahani, um, right. which are the Vietnamese giant centipede. Yeah, she's like yeah, six inches. Um, and so I'm actually gonna grab her. She's well, I'm not yeah, gonna grab yeah. her. That'd be a terrible no, idea. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> My God, <laughs> right. I've just got her thing right. Here, let me just actually move the camera. That'll probably be a little easier. It's <laughs> the nice thing about these detachable webcams. Yeah. So there's her. Wow. If you can see her. The lighting is yeah. not very good. But yeah, I can see. Yeah. So she's really cool. And I'm actually getting. Oh, sorry, I'm going to have to put this back. It's so um, good. But I have another setup ready for a Florida Keys giant centipede, uh, okay. which is Scalopendra wow. alternans. I got that one shipped out to me uh, yesterday, so I'm really yeah. excited for that one. It's a it's a juvenile, so it's not going to be like too large. Um, but I've been really into them, and then I I also of course want to catch um, Scalopendra heros, which is our like giant desert centipede. It's probably my dream species, and <laughs> I found one before. Um, but it was first of all it was a baby like maybe an inch and a half two inches and oh, it had yeah. mycosis which is a fungal infection uh, and it died yeah. like a week after i got it which was yeah. really really disappointing but it's starting to warm up here so i think probably next month or so is going to be the time when i'm going to be able to find more of them yeah so those are most of what i i keep now i've dabbled with like praying mantises and jumping spiders before but my yeah. main issue with those i love them but they just don't live long enough they only live like yeah. a year or two um, where the giant centipedes live like five to 10 years. So that's much more, more, you know, in, like, I don't know. It's just more appealing to me. I'd rather have something that I can actually enjoy for a long amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Are you looking forward to being stung or bitten by your centipede? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm fairly lucky in that I've never gotten bit. And oh, yeah. I have such an awful story. I have a story about this, but um, of course, I wouldn't have bought her if I knew this. <laughs> but Scalapendra Dahani have like some of the worst venom of any yeah. centipede. They are awful. <laughs> yeah. It's like 24 to 46 hours of worse than broken bone levels of pain if you get bit. <laughs> yeah. Not excited. That's why I did not <laughs> handle her. I tried try to just stay as like yeah. enjoy from a distance <laughs> um uh but i have not gotten bit and we actually do have like um scalapendra polymorpha here which are very common and yeah. um their bite is only about as bad as a bee sting and i still okay. haven't gotten bit by them so i guess that's okay. a good sign yeah um yeah. if i'm able to avoid you know them and then of course our even our big ones like i'm gonna try to handle because I handle the polymorphos too, and that's sort of why I'm. Because I I can take a bee sting. I mean, that's not too yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, but like even our scalapendra heros, which is our you know giant one, are not nearly as bad. Um, as that, so I think that they're probably only yeah. about as bad as like a poganomermex sting. So I'll, okay. I'm probably gonna end up trying to handle those too, but not my dahani. And that's why I said if I would have known what species it was when I was buying it. Cause the guys at the expo yeah. didn't even know there or well, they were, they told me it was a Vietnamese, but I'm like, I don't speak common names. I, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I, don't yeah. I, speak, I don't do common names. Um, but they were like, Oh yeah, it's 30 bucks. And I'm like, well, <laughs> say less. Why not? Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For a yeah, giant stage, you know, why not? <laughs> um, so I might not have taken that deal if I knew how bad it was, <laughs> but you know, have you tried uh, tongue feeding her yet? Yes, I have. And I am a little dumb for it because my, my tongs that I have are tiny. Like, this is it. Oh, that's, yeah. I that's, could so yeah. easily get bit. Um, yeah. So I'm going to invest in a longer pair of tongs. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth it. Um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely going to invest in a longer pair of forceps at some point. Um, so, what is your favorite invert overall, like, of any? anything just like generally speaking it's easily ants i mean there's nothing yeah. they've got everything i want you know they've got like the longer lifespan for when i'm keeping them and and you know i, I get to enjoy them for a long time they're con they're so dynamic they're constantly changing you know you're never gonna have two days that are the same with ants you know yeah. with their growing all the time and and just different feeding responses um and of course I, just watching them they're always doing something that's one thing like those giant centipedes are freaking cool but they can be pet dirt sometimes too like sometimes they just go under their hide and, and don't come yeah. out for a couple of days so it, it, as much as i love them and i'm getting into them uh it's always going to be ants i think there's yeah. there's nothing more yeah that's fair that's fair do you have any other hobbies yeah kind of i i've sort of taken time off from them um, I used to roller skate a whole lot. I grew up roller skating. Okay, yeah. Um, but after I moved to Arizona, like we don't have any like rinks around here. Cause I would go to like a rink, yeah. not just outside. Um, we don't really have any around here. And like the couple that do like, just aren't, aren't that good. So I've kind of stopped doing that since I moved here. Um, but again, I don't really, I don't need to, because like, that was something that I did in Illinois to like, especially in the winter to kill time when I couldn't go outside, yeah. but it's nice here, like almost all the time. So I can go outside whenever I want. And, and look for ants <laughs> so i have sort of been dropping some of my other ho hobbies i mean i've recently i've gotten into like pcs i i you know got a nice desktop and i've, I've been interested yeah. in that kind of stuff but nothing nothing too you know severe too out there yet yeah, yeah. 
At least there's yet, always yeah. a yet. Yeah, there's yeah. always the yet. <laughs> there's um, always always subject to change. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, what are people's general reactions when you tell them about your ants? It's very you know mixed. Um, it's it definitely depends on on the type of person they are and and I guess how open they are to new ideas because a lot of people, aside from like the Uncle Milton ant farm, haven't really heard of yeah you know keeping ants or keeping ant yeah. colonies now that is changing slowly and i'm not going to get into my opinions on it but there are like ant tiktokers that have like millions of followers yes, they are, um, yes. and so and so as as much however i feel about them let's say that they are getting ant keeping out there and that's yeah. why i still um more or less support what ants canada is doing yes um, i don't watch his content anymore i don't like yeah. the direction that his content has taken but he's getting ant keeping out there. I mean, I yeah. it, everyone is getting into ant keeping because of these these yes. large yes. channels, and so it's more frequent now that people are more open to the idea than when I started four years ago. Yeah. I I was very secretive about it four years ago. I was you know I wouldn't talk yeah. to anyone about it. But now I'm like, yeah, sure. I you know I have ants as pets. You want to see them? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I've got pictures. Yeah. I've got well, videos. You, yeah, yeah. Check it out. Yeah. You know. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit more open about it in general. And then also um, it's, it's sort of more, more readily accepted. So I, yeah, I think it's, right. it's becoming more positive in general yeah. to, to be an ant keeper. Yeah. I, I think you're right there. I mean, pretty much everyone I speak to in interviews, about 90% of them will say that they got into it through Ants Canada. And yep. Even speaking to the general public, if you say about ant keeping, some of them will say, actually, I've watched this guy. I can't remember. His... Oh, it's Ants Canada. And <laughs> yep. it's, it's always Ants Canada. Or like you say, these ant TikTokers now, which also have millions of views and all of that. But I don't understand TikTok. It goes straight <laughs> over my head. Yeah, I I use the platform. I, I It's not my type of... of creating though i i like to make the the youtube videos where i can yeah. not only have got a longer time where i can go a little more into depth if i want to actually explain stuff but yeah then, i don't know i just like the format more yeah yeah because tiktok's only like 30 seconds or something isn't it it's a minute at the most a minute. and even yeah. then like you've got to really capture someone's interest in the first five seconds yeah. or else they're gonna scroll oh, yeah. off so you have to be like way too over exaggerating about everything and and you know yeah, I don't know. I can't it's, do it's that. Not me. And no, that's part of like that. what I don't like about the big ant creators is that they over exaggerate everything. Yes, it's like ant yes. keeping isn't all that. Like it's interesting, but it's not like you know, A it's big not drama show. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is. You know, it's better for yeah. the community as a whole. So I guess we're stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, now, I've got some questions from the community. And if anyone else has some questions, please do send them in now. Uh, so we're just going to start with one from Katrina. Have you had any experience with Ectomomix Astrua? So I, I have sort of been looking at chat, and I saw that, and I pulled them up. And I haven't. Um, I haven't ever kept them. I'm not actually sure where they're native to. Let me look really quick. Uh, looks like Southeast Asian. Um, so I, I haven't kept, I, and especially the, the main thing here is it is illegal to import ants yeah. in the U S you, you can't do it. Um, 
I used to do it. I will tell you that much. Um, but not anymore. I've, I've, I've gotten over that, um, especially with moving to somewhere that has such crazy diversity. Yes. I'm more than satisfied with the ants that I have, you know, available to me legally that I don't need to worry about importing anything else. That yeah. said, I have kept probably the closest thing to that just by looking at them. Um, Adanto Panera Transversa. I have kept okay. a colony of those. Yeah. And again, they just not my favorite ants. I, I don't like the the large, you know, solo foragers, not huge yeah. colonies, not fast growth. Um, like I can deal with the not huge colonies and the not fast growth, but I, I still like they're just not my behaviorally interesting. They're not behaviorally interesting to me. That's what I'll say. Maybe those are yeah. different, but I kind of doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And um, we've got one from Roger as well. Which is your favorite? I'll, I'll say ant, but it's yeah. <laughs> Which is your favorite ant if you had a chance to keep it? Um, so I, I mean, I've talked about them plenty, but my Fatalirea have been my dream species for years. Like that, that I could reasonably acquire, of course, not like some crazy like South American <laughs> species. Um, you know, that's impossible to get. So those had been my dream species for a while, and honestly, they're everything that I wanted out of them i i talked about them before um but i will mention atacephalodes i like my atamexicana right. a lot but yes. atacephalodes yes. are they're my favorite ata species i mean they, i love the like orange colored workers and the majors are huge so if i had a chance probably atacephalodes i think that that is a species that i would i would love to keep unfortunately not really possible like i said the way that the laws are but a man can dream huh <laughs> yeah 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 well yeah that's it if if someone really cool, like an ant keeper, comes into presidency, you know, he might just be like, you know what, guys, just go mad, go go nuts with it, and it'll be amazing. Uh, yeah, that would yeah. that would certainly be something. If the president, who's it, Biden? We need to show Biden ants Canada. <laughs> yeah, right. We need to sit. I, I need to have a sit down interview with with Joe Biden. And tell him about. And keeping and make him fix the, the regulations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that that would solve all the world's issues right now. Just, just get ant keeping going. <laughs> um, right. So your atta are absolutely amazing. Can we have a look at them? Are they viewable at the moment? Well, yeah. So I've got them. I'll take a little flashlight. So they they just live right next to me. Uh, yeah. Oh, you can't see it wow. at all with the window, but. <laughs> um, wow here here they are more or less right now they're eating oats because it's raining outside and i can't get like fresh leaves yeah. for them so they will take oats there's the pile of it in the corner there so they okay, will take that's those really, uh if that's need really be. i didn't uh, know they so, would have loops yeah uh, 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 so i've got them eating it right now um wow. that said those whoops <laughs> um those are the only two chambers now um i did so i had like eight chambers for them yeah like fungus chambers and i ended up sort of accidentally sort of on purposely culling a bunch of the colony um at their peak they were at like 150,000 workers and they were like like they were escaping 
pretty much every day. Everywhere. Like they were yeah. constantly on the barriers, chewing out a tubing. And I'm like, I just can't yeah. deal with this anymore. Yeah. I, I had, I had had my fun with them, but it was too much work and, and too annoying to contain them. And especially with me going out on anting trips all the time, like sometimes for yeah. multiple days, I'll go camping and stuff. I can't have them escaping while I'm not home. Like it, it's not possible. And yeah. so what I did is I was just going to start reducing their feeding just yeah. so having them intake less plants, eventually the fungus will shrink and they'll get to a manageable size, right? Yeah. What I yeah. didn't consider is that at this size, or at least at the size that they were, all of the water that they intake, whether it's for their chambers or just for drinking, comes from the leaves. When they cut open the leaves, the right. moisture in the leaves is released into the chambers. And yeah. so that's all they needed. But when I cut the feeding in like a fifth, they did. right? I'm feeding them yeah. way less. That also means that I'm cutting the amount of water that they're getting down that much. Right. And so the other chambers besides these main two were not designed to hold water as long just because they didn't need it. They were constantly yeah. taking food. It also means that they didn't hold water as long. And so when I reduced <laughs> the amount of water that they were intaking, those chambers completely dried out and all the fungus died in them. And then I realized, oops, and I had almost yeah. actually gotten to a point of no return with the main chambers too, which would have been really bad. Thankfully I didn't. Um, so they're perfectly fine now in their two chambers. They've got probably 20,000 workers and they're much more manageable. So yeah, like I said, it, it got the desired result. Just the way that it happened was a little bit scary. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I had a question there that I just come out with. Uh, when, when did you get them? How long have you had that colony? So I got them in summer of 2020. Um, pretty much right after I moved to Arizona, I was lucky okay. enough to to stumble across a couple. Um, their flights are very difficult to catch and to predict. I just happened to be yeah. in the right place at the right time. I actually did get two queens, but one of them died on me. So just have the okay. one. Yeah, okay. Do, um, they're not polygamous normally, are they? No, there is... Polygyny and Ada is a little bit weird because there is some signs that some of the South American ones could be polygynous, but that's okay. a lot of uncertain words. Um, yeah. As yeah. far as we know, the only one that's confirmed yeah. to be like polygynous all the time is Ada Texana, which is the U.S.'s other species in Texas. Yeah. Um, the main downside with those is that they're also the smallest Ada species. Um, so like multiple queens, but like small workers. So yeah, yeah, they're not my favorite, own. especially just because like one attic queen can support millions of workers on her own. Yes, you don't need multiple. It's it's not necessary. So that's my yeah. opinions on Atatexana, and but I am perfectly fine with having a one queen colony because, uh, as I said, she can already make way more workers yeah. than I could ever keep. So fine by yeah. me. No, I I think that's quite sensible actually because. Like you say, if it's not manageable, you need to find a way to sort that out. It's something I've come across quite um, a lot recently is people, a lot of Solanopsis and Victor and stuff like that have been bought in the UK, yeah? And people have gone out and been like, oh, I'm going to have fire ants and ants Canada and fire ants and all of that. And now they're like, these things are just escaping everywhere. What do I do? And yeah, it, you know, it gets too yeah. much. Well, and the main issue with that is that it's always the least experienced keepers that get their hands on them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Everyone like, goes for the fire ants. It's like, oh no. Yeah, so I, I tend to not recommend those to people that are just getting yeah. into the hobby. But, you know, they, yeah, learn the, yeah. they learn one way or another. It just depends on if they want to listen or if they want to find out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I nearly did at one point, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm not that silly. Like, I've got like 35 <laughs> colonies at the moment, so I don't yeah, need any that's... like 
I don't need any mad kind of stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've kept Invicta before, but um, this, despite what I've been saying about, you know, big colony grow fast, yeah. I can't do <laughs> Invicta. Um, they're, yeah. Not only are they just too small, but the stinging and they're hard to yeah. manage and yeah. they're not that interesting to me. So, yeah. They're just don't too constant, those. I find. They're not like you can't enjoy a natural behavior because they overwhelm everything if you know what i mean like no matter what size outworld you give them it's never big enough and they're just absolutely up the sides and it, it doesn't look natural yeah know? absolutely yeah yeah that's my kind of thing with them but that is actually all of my questions so if anyone else has any last questions make sure you chuck them out now and if not, have you got anything else that you want to say to us, Tyler? Like anything you want to get out to the community? Uh, not, not really, honestly. I, I, this went awesome. I mean, thank you for having me. Of course, this was, you know, I think very constructive, and I love getting just my opinions on things out there, and and sort of my philosophy explaining what it is that I, I, you know, do with ant keeping, and and some of my adventures with with some stuff um it's always fun just sharing that's what I, I i just love to share my info i mean i i've started communities where i'm just giving out information that i know um like i've got a, a discord server for arizona ant keepers okay um, yeah and so you know i i always love telling people you know where i'm finding cool ants when things are flying it's it's my i, I just i like to help the ant keeping community that's like my thing is that i i don't want and, and, you know, I think everyone should be able to have a good experience with, with keeping ants. And again, that's part of my philosophy with my business is that I just want people to be able to, to have a good experience with ant keeping yeah. because it's, it's done so much for me. It's such a great, you know, interest. And I, I just want everyone to, to enjoy it. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm completely the same. That's, that's pretty much why I'm in it. I just like to help everybody and do as much as I can for the community. That's, that's what I do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and of course i mean you're here bringing people like me on and and getting all these different getting out and there. everything it's so good for yeah. for everyone there's yeah it, i mean i love what you're doing here i'm I'm definitely gonna have to go through and watch some of your other <laughs> interviews and stuff i i didn't have too much time to to go through them but i i absolutely there's a lot be. there's a lot I, now. <laughs> well i noticed that they're like we're on season two already is that what i yeah know? yeah season two so, already well, smashing I, through it yeah, well, I'm definitely going to be be browsing some of those older ones. Um, oh, thank you, thank yeah. you very much. But it, honestly, it's been really awesome having you on. Like, you've been so knowledgeable and open to talk about everything. It's been really awesome and you're like really enjoyable. So thank you for coming on. Like, yeah. I can't thank you enough. Well, thank you. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I'm gonna let you go now, buddy. Unless you want to hang about and like whatever. Like um, I kind of do like we do duck races and other random stuff after. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that I will go ahead and take my leave. Um, yeah. But again, great to be on here. And, and thanks everyone who watched. Uh, hope to see some of you again, maybe. And uh, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure everyone will sub to the channel. Thank you very much to him for coming on, Tyler. That was absolutely amazing. And hello, everyone. You're back to just me. For now, just me in the hat. There we go.
<laughs> as is on number five already we will have a duck race in a minute that is a promise so i had a really interesting day for anyone that doesn't know i will have a duck race in a minute right for anyone that doesn't know i was at work working my butt off as normal today but it turned out to be an interesting day um because i had a lunch break and hang on not that one i had a lunch break and i went for a little wander and i filmed this but it, it, it was just a, a little wander when it comes up no not that one not that one that's my crabs i'm gonna show you my crabs in a minute as well hey on this one so <laughs> this one I went and had a look under some logs and stuff just to see if like things are coming out of hibernation starting to move about a bit more you know because it's starting to warm up and they were there was a few isopods a couple of millipedes that I saw which is pretty cool um big old slug in there so that was pretty cool one thing I always say like I'll show you in a minute. There's worms and all sorts. But one thing I always say is if you're going to be moving logs out in the woods or whatever, make sure you put the logs back in the same place that you took them from because like, you don't want to disturb the habitat or anything. It's okay to have a little look, but make sure you put everything back exactly the way it was before leaving. Um, I thought this was pretty cool. It was like a stump, right? But it's starting to grow again. There's like little shoots coming out of it, like two or three little shoots. I thought that was really cool. You know, nature always finds a way, you know. I thought that was brilliant. I had lots of fun on my lunch break, can you tell? And then this tree, someone's carved into it, someone. But there was like this little water reservoir in the bottom of the tree and I thought it was like just really cool and like looking into it you could see all sorts of different things in there like there were spiders and all sorts of things like it's hard to actually see but like there was little things crawling around in the water and all sorts I thought it was really super cool the way it's made that like natural kind of bowl for them that's holding all that rainwater But yeah, so that's what I got up to on my lunch break. I thought I'd film it for you. Why not? Um, but what else have we got going on? Should we have a duck race then? Right, we've got nine people in the chat currently, so I shall set up a duck race. I'm not putting a prize up for it at the moment. But we will get uh, get the ducks quacking, we could say. So how many people? We've got nine people in chat, so we're having nine ducks. Call out your numbers. Jazz, I guess you're number five. I can't even see the chat right now, but I know you're going to be number five. Yeah, Dino's number six. Move over a bit. The chat's in my face. Um, that way how's that 
I could probably go over a bit. Uh, it'd be fine. You don't need to see my ugly mug, my my, my beautiful face. You know, one time, right? So one time, I got called beautiful, and I was like, "Nah." You thought I was going to come out with like a really interesting story, then, didn't you? Nope. <laughs> Right, so who is ready for this duck race? Let's get the race going in three, two, one, and go. God, that was loud, right in my ears. Ooh. Ooh, ducks. Might have to turn that down. God. And who have we got? We've got Katrina at seven, Mark at three, Jazz at five, Dino at six. There is other people in the chat. If you haven't called out a number, get it now. So we've got number three is the plain duck. Number seven is a plain duck. Number five is the green duck. And number six is the purple duck. I'm going to have brown bear duck at number two. Just because no one else is calling it out. Would you say that's a brown bear duck? A bear duck? A duck bear? Duck bear duck? Duck? Duckity duckity duck? Duck? I'm, I'm so confused. Like Roger, Roger is number four. I really actually enjoyed that interview. I was really enjoying Tyler. Uh, he's got a lot of knowledge about ants, hasn't he? And thank you. I'm going to say this wrong. Esteban. Uh, thank you for your comment. I, I can't pronounce your name. My reading's bad. My pronunciation's bad. But thank you very much for your comment. That means a lot. Um, but yeah, Tyler was amazing, wasn't he? Let's be honest. That was like such a great interview. So much knowledge to impart on us. And some really interesting stories as well. Oh, who've we got? One and two. Go on, brown bear. Go, brown bear. Go, brown bear duck. Bed, bed. I'm going to call him brown bear duck. You'll probably never see him again. Uh, all right, everyone. Oh, oh, oh. And number nine took it. Well done to number nine. Nobody took number nine, but well done, that duck. You put your heart and soul into that race. You deserve the win. Well done. So last time I did a triathlon, quite a while ago, actually, um, I really, I struggle with the swimming. Swimming always gets me. I get to the end of the thing, I've I got to catch my breath. I struggle with the swimming, right? But the rest of it's usually not too bad. So there I was, I did my, like, I think it was like 12 laps of the pool or something, got out, went to run to my bike, and I was like, where's my shoes? And I, I looked around, and I couldn't find my shoes absolutely anywhere. Now, I know I put my shoes in the box next to my bike so I can start my cycle. Couldn't find them anywhere. I got on the bike anyways and did the whole cycle thing, right? Got halfway up the hill. Now, anyone that knows my island, it's just a big hill. Uh, I got halfway up it, and I got a puncher. Right, so I've got no shoes, and I've got a puncher. I managed to get it all the way to the lighthouse, 
And the marshals basically said, you've got to walk that. You, you're going to have to get off your bike. But, right. So I started carrying it and started jogging back to um, where we were doing the changeovers, basically. Luckily, someone else came up with an inner tube and was like, there you go. Why haven't you even got shoes on? I was like, I don't know what's going on. It was like the worst triathlon experience I've ever had. So I get back to the changeover, like with the new inner tube. And my shoes are literally right there. I was dreading it because after the cycling, you have to do the running. And that's like run the beach road and back. And like you don't want to do that with no shoes. So luckily they were there at that changeover. I got into it, got my run done and got, I finished. But my God, that was, whew, that was a hard one. No shoes and a puncher. It's like literally the worst triathlon experience I've ever had, probably ever will have. I'm probably not going to do many more triathlons. Uh, Roger, thanks for asking about my daughter's aunts. Her laceous Niger are absolutely kicking butt. Um, every time I touch the outworld, I can see like between 50 to 100 ants just running about in the outworld. But that is where they get their water from, you know. So there's, there's always loads of ants in the water. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, doing really well. And her Mesobarbara, she's got quite a lot of eggs and whatnot in her test tube and she's just left it being like she should do she's doing really really well i'm so proud of amy because she's she learns she wants to learn she listens to everything i tell her and yeah she just she's learning really well you know if i ever need to pass it on to somebody there's my amy now who wants to see my crabs not like that you dirty people stop it right i i did film because they've been out like so the ones that were babies are now a lot bigger they're pretty much the same size as the adults like that fast but we've got other little babies in the crab area in the pond why did i call it a crab area it's called a pond um <laughs> that's just me being completely i don't know i had about an hour's sleep last night I've been non-stop since six o'clock this morning. So whatever, we'll, we'll just go with the flow. Who wants to see my crabs? Not like that. Stop it. Here we go. Let's have a little look. So I thought it was really cool. Like, why not? But it's, it's nice to actually see them actively out and about. This is one of the newest, not the newest ones, but this is like the other batch of babies. That was a baby literally a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. That was that little baby. But they've molted several times really fast. I'm guessing because they're having such a high protein diet, high nutrient diet that they're getting everything they need. But watch this. So he sat in front of the cave which goes in. Now, I know that cave is currently occupied by another crab. So I just decided to wait and see what happens. You can kind of just see the other crab sneaking up behind him. Give him a minute. But yeah, that is the first of the babies. They've grown so fast. They're almost at full like adult size already. I really, there you go. There's one of the other ones. Now, they didn't have any more of a fight or scuffle or anything. It was just like, get out of my cave hole. I haven't seen the doctor about my crabs, but the doctors watch my YouTube channel quite often because I'm good friends with them. They go to my gym and everything. I've had the same doctor for like 
14 years, 16 years, something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I know the doctors can't help. They just, they watch and they just, they can't offer me any advice when it comes to my crabs. They don't know what to do. But I thought it was really cool. Like, they're just kind of having that staring off, like, eyeing each other up across the room, going to have you, Sunshine. But they're not. They're, they pretty much just avoid each other. Um, that other one went back into his hidey hole, and that was that. But I do love them. Like, they're so cool and interesting to watch, especially when they're roaming around the pond, eating all the leftover decaying stuff and duckweed and all of that lot. I think they're super cute as well with their red claws. In fact, I sent a picture into something. It might be getting featured in a article, basically, or a scientific article on vampire crabs. So that's really super exciting. One of my vampire crabs might be in a magazine sort of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. I should take my crabs to see the doctor. I don't think the doctor's surgery would allow it. Like, they don't even allow you in five minutes before your appointment anymore, let alone bringing guests. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So that's my crabs. I thought I'd film it for you. I thought you'd enjoy that, you know, little two-minute snippet about my my crab issues. <laughs> oh, dear. Dear, oh, dear. Well, I'm not going to be doing any big announcements or anything tonight, but if you've got anything you want me to talk about, give me a little comment. Let me know. Make sure you've liked this video. Um, subscribe to Tyler's channel, Arthropod Antics. Check out his shop if you're in the USA because he ships all over the USA. And yeah, it was really enjoyable. I don't know what else to say. So give me a topic to talk about. I could show you one thing. Actually, no, I'm not even going to show you that. You don't deserve, no, no, I'm not showing you. Like, you kind of do deserve to know, but I'm not, I'm not showing you what's, what, what, what I've just done. Basically, today has just been a long day. <laughs> That's all you're getting. But yeah, I'm, I'm getting some new uh, ant colonies on the channel very soon. Uh, what's the best way to raise laceous, non-intrusive way? <laughs> um, what type of laceous are you on about, Katrina? There's quite a few, but generally... Really easy. <laughs> which which colony do you want to keep? Have you kept Laceus yet? Have you got any ants yet? I'm sure you've got ants. You could do Laceus. Oh. oh, I'm sorry, everyone. That is what you get if you don't sleep and you work too hard and you don't sleep. Oh, I am going to say a massive thank you to Jazz whilst we're all here as well. Jazz has been working really hard on some artwork, which is going to be on the banners of the exhibition. So a massive thank you to Jazz from myself, and I'm sure the whole community is going to enjoy the artwork as well. 
it is up on discord i think i posted it in the ant pictures or something like that this morning because it was super cool and i was super excited as i always am when i get things like that you know uh, posters will be out soon but um, um yeah i'm not going to go into massive details about it tonight but it's all coming on to the website and obviously you can get your tickets whenever uh clueless nigel probably got a founding colony i'm used to exotic species only awake <laughs> yeah only awake is one out here that's fair enough thank you well uh, if you've got nigel's really easy basically you don't need any extra heat you don't need any kind of extra requirements or anything you just nigel's are literally the easiest species of uk ants or i'd say so anyways yeah i mean my nigers have been really simple and the thing i found with them is the less you do at the start the faster they're going to grow right and i know that sounds stupid we all know that but even like feeding wise like i i would feed my colonies protein once a week and carbohydrates once a week with a gap in between now amy would feed her colony like protein once a fortnight and carbohydrates once a fortnight and hers have done like 10 times better than mine so i'm putting it down to that because that was pretty much the only difference apart from there's also we're in that other outworld which simulates a constant dark like situation even when they're in the outworld it's still constantly dark um whereas mine would have had to be foraging in light so that might have made a difference as well but that that apart from that like they're so easy to keep you just put them in a box little chinese box with a little bit of sand or something to stop the test tube running around they'd be more than happy in there for the first six months probably a year maybe even a year and a half uh depending on rate of growth obviously yeah so like i i, I feed mine every three days at the moment but most of my laciest niger colonies are still fairly small but to be honest i try and keep all of my colonies on a three-day regime but that's like i'll do protein then carbs and then protein again right. yeah it's confused the larger colonies will get protein twice a week the smaller ones will get colon uh, protein once a week but there's always three days between feeding cycles i've got a graph basically just follow the graph i know where i am if i follow my graph and charts i write everything down you know me I, I write everything down i'm very logistical and statistical and whatever everything gets written down into lists and graphs but i will say like power feeding your colonies in the founding stage is not necessarily a good idea um if you're feeding them every day protein everyday carbohydrates they just haven't got enough room within the whole colony's biomass of social stomachs to process it all so you need to kind of give them that space if you know what i mean um roger have i got any new ants i do have how many i have three new colonies that i'm going to introduce to the channel very soon within the next couple of weeks um I'm going to introduce them but they're just not ready yet 
they're not they're not there yet i've had them up my sleeves for a while now um, but they're just not ready yet you know so they will be coming to the channel soon i've got some other stuff that i'm working on behind the scenes as always some other new additions to the channel um in fact i've i've been really bad with my uploads lately i will admit that like my review videos i've got like 10 of them i just haven't uploaded anything um and i've got so so much footage and videos that i am working on um yeah it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of videos put that way and a lot more like shorts and things like that like in the middle of the week just because i've got extra footage that i'm just dying to get out there i just haven't had the time between everything else that i'm doing to really edit into a good video but there, there is some really good ones in the works at the moment with some new additions and stuff like that yeah i think katrina you'll be completely fine with that then that seems like all they need i always say wax worms as well they're brilliant they are very high in fat content in comparison to say a dubia roach but wax worms they're like they're so clean to keep um they're easy to kill let's be honest very easy and they're just like they're easy to manage i, I much prefer wax worms to say meal worms mario worms dubia roaches crickets or anything wax worms are my go-to sort of food for my ants it's just the way it is. And I find most things will eat a waxworm as well. My um, scorpion will eat waxworms and even the isopods like waxworms. So. Bit of advertising there. Lemonade, give me some money. Boosh, yeah. No, that won't happen, will it? But I, I think if you, like, if you do a stream and you've always got a Coke can there, there, then you might i don't know is that how it works so oh, come on give me money for advertising coke i don't drink coke i haven't drank coke in years pretty much the same time as i gave up drinking i gave up drinking coke i've only started drinking lemonade because i i occasionally need that bit of sugar at the moment just to keep me on the up Calcy worms, yeah, but I've got, see, I like using flightless fruit flies, but the problem is, yet again, they can become like a pain in the butt. Like, I overbreed them, to be honest. I end up with way more than I need at any given moment. Because um, I like to rotate feeds. I'm going to do roaches and then I'll do wax worms or, you know what I mean. So I won't always be using the flies. And I just end up with too many. Um, so quite often I end up freezing them anyways, and they're not live bait, like kind of defeats the purpose of the flies. They are a great size, obviously, and manageable for the ants, but yeah, I just I give them wax worms or roaches and stuff. Wax worms are really accessible to me, to be completely honest, and obviously I, I breed my own roaches and Mario worms. So they're just kind of that's what my ants get. I mean the other day, right? I was sat watching my beetles in their beetle enclosure whatever it's called beetle enclosure um and i just saw a mario worm just crawling up out of the soil came up all the way on top of their like egg carton thing and was just sat there like 
I said, what? Like, just this full-length Mario worm, like this big thing. I got in there with my tweezers and chucked it in some hot water and fed it straight to the ants. But I thought, what the? Like, just so blatant, like, Mario worm, beetle, Mario beetles. <laughs> I quite like the beetles. Like, I've got hundreds of them now, hundreds. Um, and the big container I keep them in is actually a natural formicarium bin, but it's got... Um, the egg cartons and stuff on top of all the natural stuff so that they've got the best of both now i know you're supposed to take them out of the uh box every couple of months and let them go into a new box i actually leave it a little bit longer so i will leave the beetles until like there's a lot of mario worms in there because the substrate is quite deep as well so they all kind of bury down do what they've got to do and then I'll take scoop all the beetles out, chuck them into a new enclosure, and then I'll sift through all the soil and get out all that um, Mario worms and all of that stuff. And then a lot of that soil will then get ploughed straight. And it was, all the soil has also got springtails because I use springtails in all my enclosures, obviously. So that soil will then go into like my big soil tub that I keep and I use to basically I make all my soil bioactive i add springtails and fertilizers and stuff like that before i make my tanks um so it's that basically it's all the leftover soil and like all the fertilizer the excrement from the beetles and stuff like that all gets mixed in at the right rates and like yeah it, it all gets added in in some way nothing gets wasted here it's, it's brilliant complete cycles have green tea it's really good for me see green tea is not something i've actually had since i was oh probably 13 i don't really know oh thank you for coming in globe 99 there on twitch it's nice to have you here lurking in the background you need time to go katrina needs time to go through your mario millipede tank to see what is actually in there yeah yeah see i i yeah i'm not like i said i've got a few things i need to get going with big tanks and things like i want to do a complete overhaul on the milano plus bicolor tank just because it's really boring for them like it's a nice tank and they're enjoying their environment and it's sort of working for them but visually there's nothing going on there it's sort of like it's just boring you know what I mean? So I'm going to do an overhaul on their enclosure. I think the bullet ants are going to get something kind of done to their enclosure. I want to help the humidity within the bullet ant tank strictly because it, it dries out so fast. I'm having to water it on a daily basis with a lot of water. But it is heated and it hasn't got a top. So what would I expect? You know, that's kind of obvious. Um, and I've got some other stuff going on as well you know me what song do my beatles like to sing i don't really know i can't speak beetle right but if i could speak beetle it would probably be hey jude right that's a pretty good song isn't it let's be honest if if they are the if beatles are singing stuff it'd be that you asked or oh, sergeant pepper's lonely hearts but yeah that one yeah that that's a cracker of a song i quite like that one Poundland has succulent plants. Quid eat. Well, they, they should be a quid each at Poundland. You know what's really bad? When you go into Poundland 
and things say a fiver. What if I walked into it? There's some kind of other dimension where Poundland is no longer selling stuff for a pound. It really does my head in because you like you see a cool product and you're like that can't be a pound. It's it's not. It's not. Why is it in here then? God damn it! But yeah, Poundland has succulent plants. Um, see, I, I've got quite a few succul succulents um, that I've grown and they're doing really well, but they just wouldn't seem right in that tank, even though it is a dry environment. It, I don't know, it just wouldn't look right. I don't, I can't do, I can't visualize it in that tank, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I might go down and have a look at our local Poundland if they're there. But then you've got to like think, like, are they being well looked after in Poundland? Do they really know how to look after succulents? Quite a few succulents aren't that easy to look after and quite easy to kill. I mean, there's a lot of that are easy, but there's a lot that are really easy to kill as well. And it makes you wonder, like, do they know what they're doing? Are they looking at? I always think that about Asda. When you see the plants outside Asda, it's just like, hmm, how long are they going to live? I don't know. I, I like to grow all my own plants. Like, I've got buddings off buddings and whatever. You know, I've got loads of plants, and that's how I've done it, just growing them but yes you obviously have to start with something but i get mine from a reliable source basically i will have a look at all your messages and stuff after the stream katrina because if i go on it I, we could lose contact you know what i mean it would just go black and there'll be nothing i can do i don't know what happened earlier my entire computer just kicked me off the internet like I wasn't even connected to a thing. It's like, what is going on? What? I'm getting fiber installed very, very soon. That's like number three on the big list at the minute, I think. I think it's number three. I've got a very, very big list. Uh, list. Big list. Uh, we're slowly working through getting all those jobs done. I think I'll stay until about 11 o'clock and then we'll call it a night, everyone, all right? We will have one last duck race before we go, obviously, because we've got to have another duck race, haven't we? I'm just looking at some beetles at the minute. There's two beetles doing the dirty on the, like, stick highway thing upside down. How does gravity work for these beetles? Like, if I could do that, my missus would have me climbing up some steps. Tyler's head. But right, hold on. Hold on. Oh. Oh, okay. Now I get you. Now I get you. Is that something? No, I hadn't thought of that, right? So where is the chat? Is that like, where are we at? Like that side of the screen's the chat bar for you. So you can only see, wait, stop like that. 
Is that right? You can see that, but if I was to do that, you, I need to work on that apparently then. So I need to take that into account because I did not realize that. Hmm. I'll have a think. Right side. See, now on Twitch, I think it's below. But on mobile, it's underneath. Hmm. So, right, I, I'll see what I can come up with because I'm sure there'll be some kind of fix to it. You know what I mean? So on the big screen, it's there on the right-hand side. I'm sure there'll be a way to fix that. I shall ha I'll write it on my list. There you go. You made the list. <laughs> my pen's given up. I've got enough ink to write on my hand to make a mess, but it's not got enough to write on my notebook. It's the problem with pens these days. They just give up too early. Oh dear. In one of those days. In one of those days. But yeah. I'm super excited. Who's excited for the end of the month? I am. Do you know why I'm excited for the end of the month? I get to send out the first subscription boxes from Ants on the Rock, like, it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited to send them out. I'm excited to see people's reactions when they get everything that's inside. Um, and, yeah, like, quite a few people have signed up now. So I'm super excited to start sending them out, you know. Yeah. It's just super exciting times for me. You know what it's like. Okay, if you turn your phone that way it will change it will change oh so if you have your phone upwards it will be underneath if you have your phone sideways it'll be on the side right but the chat doesn't overlap the live recording only on the viewers screen. okay okay oh wow at least dino knows dino knows everything when it comes to these streams apparently we should have him up here so we'll we'll get rid of me one night and we'll put Dean here and see if anyone notices. We'll put him in my hat and everything, right? And we'll see if anyone notices. Get him a vest. You'd be up for that, wouldn't you, Dean? Brilliant. Brilliant. Listen, I'm, I'm getting an ant costume for AntCon. That's going to be pretty cool, isn't it? I, I, I promised it, so I'm going to do it. It is, yeah, yeah, 10.41 in the UK. 10.42 now. Time keeps moving. I, I've tried to stop it. Because if I could learn to stop time, do you know what I'd do? I'd get all my work done. I just stop time, get everything done, press play and go to bed and get some good hours sleep. <laughs> Dean, we can get you in a vest, buddy. Like, I'm going I'm to get you all ants on the rock vests and you'll have to wear it then, won't you? No, it'll be t-shirts. Have you seen this vest, actually? Should I, should I show you this vest? Hang on. Wow. 
so you can't really see it but this vest has my name and all the athlete stuff and this is actually the old version of my vest as well the new version has a lot more information on it because i've got all my merchandise and stuff for that side of my life as well right don't forget i'm a like full-time athlete and i do i do so much <laughs> but we're gonna get you in a vest you know like yeah start flexing it out and whatnot you'll love it you'll love being in a vest when you're getting it It is pretty cool, right? Like people watching this on their telly, I must be huge. Like that means that I should flex my biceps or something and get really big arms. That'd be awesome. But no, I won't do that. <laughs> but yeah, who who was it? Someone I knew had like a seventy-two inch telly, and the people on it were bigger than people. And what's the point in that? Like, like they're having a conversation, and you're looking from side to side it's just too big too big at that point my telly's like my downstairs is 50 i think and upstairs is 32 i don't know i i had a 32 for many years i was more than happy with that when i was a teenager you used to get these these big square things i had one which was about 16 inches and it was like it was further away from the wall than it was wide you know what i mean it was ridiculous so yeah i got myself when i was 18 i managed to get a 32 inch really cheap like second hand and it, it still lasted now like i think my kids have it in their room um i managed to acquire another one 50 inch so there you go i got a 50 inch in the living room and all of that lot TVs are a right pain, aren't they? Like, I worry because they keep getting thinner and thinner and thinner. It's going to be like a piece of paper that's like going to snap. You know, I, I worry about handling things anyways, you know me, because of my big hands. Like, have you, right, here's one thing. I have never met anyone with hands as big as mine. Excuse the kind of pen and whatever, but I actually have ridiculously big hands, even though I'm not that tall. Like, and I've got size 16 feet. If you didn't know that, right? By the time I was 16 years old, on my 16th birthday, I went and got size 16 feet shoes. So yeah, I've got massive hands, size 16 feet, but I'm not like even that tall. I should have been tall. It makes me think I should have been tall, but I did drink and smoke a lot as a youngster. So I probably stumped my own growth and screwed myself, but I should have been a lot taller by the seams of it. Yeah, I know. We need big gloves, Dean. That's the issue with it, right? I keep I bought gloves, and they're so tight. Like, what's the point? Like, they're falling off my wrist half the time. And, like, they're just a general pain. I think Roger is counting down the time for us. Thank you, Roger. Yeah, big gloves, that's it, man. Like, shoes are, like, the hardest thing to come by. I, I used to have to go to this place. What's that place near Gloucester? Street. Have you ever been to Street? Ever heard of Street? they got, like, the big um, Clark's Warehouse or something like that. Uh, Cadbury's and 
all sorts of stuff there. Street is awesome, right? And they've got a place called like Big Men, Big Feet or something like that. And that was the only place I could get my shoes for years. When I was in foster care, I used to have to travel from Devon to Street. And then when I moved to this side of um, foster care in Dorset, I used to have traveled away. It was like the one place I could get shoes that fit unless I went to online and got them from America, which is just a whole nother hassle. Like you got to pay for shipping for shoes. So God's sake, I'm not that bothered about my shoes. I'll just wear anything. Yes. You know, Clark's village. There you go. Like streets. Awesome. I've been to street like since I was a little youngster. That's where my mum used to take me and stuff. Awesome. I can't remember what else is there. I know they have Cadbury's. There's there's some other shops that are really expensive. And I'm pretty sure they had pizza and donut vendors last time I went. That's what I remember. There was definitely pizza and there was definitely donuts. But I can't tell you if they were vendors or if I went into a shop. But I remember eating pizza and donuts. It's important to have a good, healthy, balanced diet. You've got your triangles you've got your circles right so then you gotta find a square piece of bread to stick everything else in ham and cheese all your squares go into your square and your circles like your donuts you know so you have a nice balanced shaped meal that's really bad advice from a personal trainer isn't it any of my clients ever watch this do not take that piece of advice. Stick to your diet plans. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I know Newton Abbott. Um, I can't think what other ones are there, though. I used to live near Newton Abbott. Um, <coughs> couldn't even tell you where it was, though. I lived there for a couple, well, about two or three weeks, and I got so fed up that I walked about 40-odd miles my last foster cares was like hey i rubbish it what it was was i moved in right and that, we all know as a teen i was a bit of a rebel right i used to drink and smoke and all of this and they moved me into this place and they were like right you can't smoke full stop you tell me i can't do something i'm pretty much gonna do it and i'm gonna do it even worse than i was gonna do it in the first place you know what i mean that's just me so there I was, I walked off, I was gone. And then after that, actually, it went really well. I moved to Torquay after that. Uh, Torquay was brilliant. Um, the foster carers there were absolutely amazing. I'm still in contact with them now. Amazing people, phenomenal people, actually. Um, can't really say enough about them. Just amazingly big-hearted, loving, caring people. Brilliant for the job, really. And Torquay was amazing. And then I moved over here back to Dorset. I lived all over a place over in Devon, Oakhampton was my main place. Um, they do the 10 tours from Oakhampton. Um, Chris was talking the other day that he's done the 10 tours. That was pretty cool. I, I always say anyone that's done, no, he, he did the Prince of Wales, didn't he? Which involves 10 tours. Did he say he came down? I can't remember if he came down. I might, I can't remember, I'm afraid. That's really bad of me. Um, but yeah, the 10 tours is involved in the Prince of Wales quite often, isn't it? And that is like anyone that does that, fair play to them. 
fair play to them. It's hard work, you know, you've got to stay out in a tent and walk. Back when I was living on Devon, we used to have to do sponsored walks, like, because I was part of the rugby team, you used to have to jog it. And the, like, thing was like, I don't know, 13 miles, 20 miles or something stupid. And you used to have to jog that. Now, as a teen, that sucked. As an adult, that's like a daily thing. <laughs> right. Oh, dear. Right, who is up for a duck race? We have six people in the chat. I'm going to put on a duck race that will last until 11 o'clock. So it is going to be an eight-minute duck race. And we have six people in the chat. So choose your numbers. Get your duck. And we are about to begin. Oh, we got Donald Trump duck. Donald duck. Donald Trump to that one. We got Bumblebee duck. I'd like to say Statue of Liberty duck. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Sherlock Holmes duck. Plain duck and plain duck. Right. Are we ready? Are we steady? Here we go. Donald Duck, Duck, Donald Trump Duck. <laughs> oh, I can't even talk. What is wrong with me? Uh, Bumblebee Duck's kind of having a good time. They all look really happy, don't they? That's the main thing. We want happy ducks. We don't want, like, we don't want to be forcing them down the river against their will. As long as they're happy ducks and they're going down with a smile on their face, then it's... Is ethical duck racing. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, thank you everyone for joining me tonight. It's been an absolutely brilliant time as always. I, I do appreciate you all coming in, keeping me company and listening to what I have to say. But that was an amazing interview with Tyler as well. Like I say, I'm really impressed with his knowledge and the way he's so open to um helping everyone in the hobby right much like myself you know that's pretty much my main goal in in life is to leave the place a better place than i found it you know leave the hobby in a better situation than i found it leave the whole world in a better place than i found it that's pretty much my goal so i really sort of appreciate what he was saying there sort of emulate as well but again, thank you all for coming in. It has been absolutely amazing. Do you want to know who's on the next show whilst I've got my notebook in front of me? We have Mantis NI coming on on Sunday. Now, if you haven't heard of Mantis NI, because he does Mantises, but he used to be Ants NI, and he's with an amazing ant shop. He sent me my Manicuru bidder, which are doing really well, as we all know. Um, and he's a really nice guy, really knowledgeable, like really passionate about both hobbies. Um, but he's absolutely killing the mantis scene at the minute. He's probably one of the like top mantis sellers persons 
I don't know. But he's killing them out this scene. He's doing really well. So he's going to be coming on the show. He's also going to be at the exhibition as well, showing off some of his mantises and things like that. Because it's not just going to be strictly ants at this exhibition. There is a bit of variety as well to cater for everyone that's going to be there. Because um, it's, it's a family event, you know. So I'm just going to make it really sort of enjoyable. See you um, later, everyone in the chat. Anyone that's going now, I think, if I missed anything. Um, so, yeah, we've got uh, Mantis and I coming on. So if you've got any questions for him, if you're interested in Mantises, check out his shop. At the minute, you can get a Mantis and its enclosure for 30 quid, which I think is a really decent price to be honest um i've been quite tempted by it myself he also has mystery boxes available and things like that and i know we love a mystery box that's kind of like yeah that's gold dust to us isn't it i love a mystery box so i'll be getting one at some point i expect i'm not promising but i expect like i'll be in at some point and be getting a madness um so yeah he'll be on Check in for that stream. It's going to be awesome, as always. And I have a video coming out on Saturday. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but it's quite a good video. And I am going to start uploading those um, review videos as well. I just, I've been so busy. I, I, I'm, I was like, stop. I apologize for not being up to date and up with my timings because... I feel like I am sort of letting everyone down a bit. Anyone that is expecting those Monday review videos, I just haven't been able to get them uploaded. I've been so busy. My internet's like rammed full pretty much all the time. But I do apologise and I will work harder to get everything uploaded on time and not delayed anymore. You know I don't want to let you down. Yeah, the mantises. You've got two mantises, Jazz. Like, I I always thought is M A N T I S, but there's a D in it. I keep seeing this D. Do I pronounce the D? Mantis. It blows my mind. Like, where's this magic D come from? But anyways, <laughs> you've got two. What ones have you got? And I'd be really interested. You longest lived for one and a half years brilliant see i i do like them like they're really pretty there's obviously the like the normal like you get the giant mantises don't you but there's so many other ones that are really pretty and beautiful um and i think like not known about as much mantis is one what so what mantid oh ma right man but do I pronounce the D? Manti, Manti. Yeah, all right. It's so confusing. Oh, so you've got a spiny flower and a giant Asian. The giant Asian ones are super cool. And what's the biggest thing that you fed to your giant Asian? We might have to get you onto the picnic table, Jazz, just to see your collection one night. That would be an interesting one, wouldn't it? Picnic table, stone jazz, pumpkin, um, and the spiny flower. Yeah, the spiny flowers. I, I think I've seen them. I've been looking at like or orchid ones. I think I can't. I honestly, 
I don't know a lot about them yet. It's something I have to do a lot more research on before I commit to getting one. So it's mantids if it's more than one, or mantis if it's singular. Right. I shall, I'll try and remember that because otherwise I'm going to get caught out on Sunday, aren't I? And everyone will be laughing because you all told me. And yeah, I'll do my normal thing and forget everything when I get talking and ramble on. You know what it's like when I when I get rambling. Oh yeah, all keep my yeah. You should do an picnic table on the open mic. I'm confused by that. Um, we've got an open mic night on the 16th of March. Um, and then again, we'll have another one the following month. We'll do, basically do at least one open mic, mic, open mic night a month. At, at the exhibition for an hour, I will be doing a live picnic table stream where I'll just be grabbing people out of the crowd, asking like a few quick questions, like five minute um, quick fire interview sort of thing, grab someone else out of the crowd. And that will be a really great fun stream. So if you want to get on it then, like just for five minutes, oh, we're here. It's going to be, yeah. Uh, there will be a full schedule posted and everything like that because there's going to be things going on in like every corner. It's going to be a really cool, busy day. Really cool. Right, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Number five. Well done, Jack. Number five finally came through for you. Well done. Well done. Um, no prizes tonight, I'm afraid. I just I haven't prepared anything. I haven't thought of anything. And I haven't done enough maths to give away any prizes. Uh, she's still small, so she eats small locusts. Spiny flowers is a baby, so eating fruit flies. That's fair. <coughs> yeah see um i don't quite understand the sizing like l3 l4 i don't quite understand that thoroughly enough like i say i need to do a lot more research right maybe i i need to talk to you jazz maybe we need to have a good long conversation about mantis keeping because i don't have a clue with mantis mantids so maybe you'll have to impart some knowledge my way and you know i always appreciate a bit of help as well um but yeah i am gonna call it a night you guys and girls have absolutely been fantastic thank you so much for joining me again i hope you've enjoyed it thank you to tyler for coming on as well i'm pretty sure he enjoyed uh chatting to you all like enjoyed the stream of course he enjoyed chatting to you oh my god what am i saying what am i saying but right i'm gonna love you and leave you Good night all. If you need me at all, I am on Discord. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can find my Patreon. You can find anywhere you want apart from Twitter and TikTok, pretty much, because I just don't understand them. If someone wants to do a Twitter account for Ants on the Rock, get in contact with me, because we could always branch out to Twitter, and I can give you the stuff to do it. I just ain't got a clue what I'm doing. But get in contact with me because I'm always looking for extra help and extra recruitment, and I've got lots of extra jobs coming up soon that people can help with. Yeah. I love you all. Thank you for joining me. Good night, everybody. So, as always from me, I'll see you again soon, Ant fans. <laughs>